It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. Having more time to connect. It's being able to be with them. It's not taking that caregiving and giving it to someone else. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson. I'm the founder of happyfamilies.com.au. During COVID, uh, some fascinating things have happened when it comes to the work life of parents. And with me for a conversation today that I think is going to be just so interesting is a an associate professor from Brigham Young University whose research is all about the distinct contributions of mothers and fathers in children's development. Uh, associate Professor Janet Erickson is also a research fellow at the Institute for Family Studies in the United States. And just recently, she published an article there called The Work Family Reset in post-COVID America. And there's enough overlap between what happens in the United States, between work and family and, and balancing our lives, and what happens here in Australia, uh, that I decided that I was going to invite Associate Professor Erickson on the line. Uh, Janet, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. It's great to have you on the Happy Families podcast. Great to be on, Justin. Thank you. So I've heard a couple of podcast interviews that you've done recently, and uh, one thing has led to another. I've kind of gone down this rabbit hole of uh, Janet Erickson, uh, and, and, and I love the things that you're talking about. I wonder if you can just tell us a bit about what you found when you were looking at how COVID has affected uh, what families are experiencing in terms of working from home versus working from work. Justin, thank you. It's it's interesting. Um, at the end of kind of the really intense COVID period, there was an article from Megan McArdle in the Washington Post, and she said, Sometimes disasters, as horrible as they are, can serve as a kind of reset button. And then she just commented at what had happened with work and family. And so we followed up her article with our own research, looking at what families wanted. And it was really fascinating to see that this reset really looked homeward bound with more than half of parents who'd had the opportunity, right, to engage in workplace flexibility coming home during that coronavirus crisis period, more than half of them want to be working at home still, either most of the time or half of the time. And that was mothers and fathers. And so it really did create the pandemic just provided this really unique opportunity to think about the kind of future we want, what we really see as a good work family balance situation that we maybe didn't think was even possible. I um, clear back in 2005, I did some research with a national institution that was looking at a nationally representative sample of mothers trying to get a sense of how motherhood was going. And, and one question we asked was, what is your current work situation? And what is your ideal work situation? And we had a list of options. And one of those options in the ideal work situation was work for pay from home. And when we looked at the percentages, only 1% of mothers were actually working for pay from home in 2005, but 30% chose that as their ideal option. So we have this, we have this massive gap between what people were doing and what they wanted to be doing with that one feature showing up. And so it's so remarkable that during, right, the workplace flexibility created during the coronavirus, that all of a sudden you had all these mothers being able to work from home and, and fathers as well. And then at the end, we see, what do you want? And they're all saying, we, you know, the majority are saying, that's what we see as best. 
Yeah, I think so the I, th- I think the Australian experience is quite similar. Uh, I know I, I don't have any hard evidence, but anecdotal evidence. People keep on saying this is great. So long as they've got space, and so long as the kids aren't crashing into their Zoom meetings all the time, <laughs> the, uh, the, the the overwhelming response from people is we don't have to commute, we save costs, we get to be with our families more, we've got the flexibility to step in and out of the office, uh, whether it's the spare bedroom or the the former rumpus room. Like people are people are responding really really well to it in Australia as well. And at the moment, there's an increasing push uh, to get people back to the office. And there's quite a lot of resistance to that from both mums and dads. So interesting. It's I'm glad you mentioned the commute because along with that data, there was other data that came out about women just experiencing more capacity for self-care, not having to do that commute. There was It freed up time for things that they had not had time before. And, and just it was associated with just better well-being, happiness, better well-being. The other piece that came out was that when we talked to parents about what do they want in terms of childcare situations, all of a sudden they could have this option that nobody thought about being possible for. And that's both parents working flexible hours and sharing childcare. So you're not taking your children to childcare. You're actually navigating that together at home. And that was the high, that was the most frequently preferred option of our list where you saw on the other hand, full-time center-based childcare, where you're taking your children to a a center-based childcare was only chosen by 11% of parents. So really you saw this, oh my goodness, we can do something we did not ever think was possible before. And that's husband and wife, mother and father can actually work on caring for those children together by having their, their work place being more flexible. Janet, so when it you, really did open up a new way of thinking about things. Yeah, f- fascinating. I'm curious. It seems like there's an overwhelmingly positive response to this. Are there any negatives? Uh, are any families looking at this situation, filling in this survey data and saying, actually, I really need to get back to the office. It's driving me crazy being at home with yes. the kids. Yeah, it was. You are right. It was not all parents, right? It's 53% of them overall, um, men and close to that women, 65% of college educated dads. So more of the college educated dads wanted to work from home than, than um, not college educated fathers. And there were some who did want to go back to the workplace. I think what's interesting is in light of that is the question when all these mothers came home and children are home and you would get this anecdotal report on now women are back in that gender unequal situation where they're doing all the care and they're trying to work and where in the world is the dad or where is the partner in that but in fact it actually opened up more possibility for sharing responsibilities between husbands and wives mothers and fathers um, because dads also wanted to be at home so rather than entrenching gender inequality that we feared that this going home might do, it, it opened up the possibility for sharing responsibilities. Now, having said that, we have more moms saying they want that shared care situation where both mother and father share childcare than fathers are saying. So we're still seeing a little lag, I think, there in, in terms of men and women seeing their responsibility that way or, or how they want to work that out a little bit differently with more women saying, yes, this shared care is what we want with mother and father both engaged and fathers, more fathers saying that, but not at the same rate as mothers are saying that. 
Fascinating. So after the break, we're going to find out, dig a little deeper into why mums might want to be more uh, more egalitarian and, and have more shared care and, and dads are resisting that. I've got a feeling that I know exactly why that will be, but I want to pick the brains of the expert here. Plus, we're going to find out a bit more about uh, preferences around work. What do mums and dads actually want on average when it comes to being at home? versus working even if work is from home. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Imagine a home where discipline got results without anyone having to feel bad or in trouble. The Do's and Don'ts of Discipline is a webinar to help parents set limits with love, compassion and humanity. Find it now at happyfamilies.com.au slash shop. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers. Now, it's Dr. Justin Coulson. I'm hanging out today with... Associate Professor Janet Erickson, a researcher from Brigham Young University in the United States, and we're talking about issues around uh, COVID, working from home, and the gendered division of labour when it comes to who's bringing in the bacon, who's working, who's looking after the kids, and all that kind of thing. Uh, Janet, we were just discussing this issue of mums wanting more shared care with their husbands, but dads being a little bit more resistant to it, even though both can now work from home in this post-COVID uh, environment. Can you can you tell me why do you think it is that dads are a little more reluctant, a little more resistant to the idea of having a, a weightier uh, level of involvement in sharing sharing the care of, of the kids? Yeah, you know, that's just, that's really interesting. I do think there's been change over time. We can see that with fathers doing much more care work than say in the 1950s, 1960s, that they're more involved in at home, but still mothers are doing more of that kind of care work. So I'm going to say two things. One being when we look at what men, women prefer, you will consistently see, even though we've seen a lot of change in the percentage of mothers working, mothers who have young children overwhelmingly do not prefer full-time employment. It's not what they see as ideal when they have children zero to five in particular. They they really do want to be able to prioritize care for those children. So can I just now, ask what this, sort of what sort of percentage are we talking there? Because I mean, th- in some ways, that's a pretty provocative thing to say. We live in 2022 and everybody's saying yeah. equal rights and all that sort of thing. But you're saying that the survey data shows mums specifically are saying, when my kids are young, I don't want to be in full-time work. Yes, what, what, that's right. What, what sort of percentage is that? It's probably 65%. You get different huh. different numbers, right? Sure. But they're right around that range that you don't, that it's, it's you know, as 65% that do not prefer full-time employment during that period of time uh, with young children. And now, now having said that, many of them want part-time work and they would see as ideal work that's meaningful, that's, you know, you can grow in and that you get paid in a, in a, right in an appropriate way for, but they don't want to bear the responsibility of primarily being the provider for their children and families. And that's just, that just has been very consistent over time. And we saw that in this data as well. It showed up again here, the mothers with young children, they want to be able to prioritize care for their children. They are interested in work. They don't want to be the primary provider in general. Now you see men on the flip. They do tend to really prioritize work when they have young children. They do prefer being the primary provider, and that's just been very consistent as well. So it's interesting that you see they want to come home. They want to maintain primary providing role, right? But they also want to get involved in caregiving. And I think women saw, look, I ha- this, this could work out better than me taking the kids to daycare. You're home, and we can work this out where we're both, we're both involved in their care, even if I'm doing more of it than you're doing, but it's a family thing together, 
right? It's not somebody else doing it. Janet, something that I found fascinating, I can't remember the research study, I can't remember many of the details around it, but when we're talking about these uh, complementary roles, we're talking about the the work-life balance, I I read something about the the more egalitarian the nation, the more that women have choice in terms of what they do in terms of work versus family, the more likely it is that they're going to choose family, even though they've got more choice. I might be making a mess of that data, that research. Are you able to shed some light on that and maybe set me straight? This is such fascinating data. And there's two pieces maybe to cover. One is, you're right, in Nordic countries, Norway, Sweden, Finland, right, where we might say there's a lot of effort to make egalitarian access to the workplace and that one is not prioritizing caregiving over professional work, right? There's a lot of, there's also a lot of focus on family time. But what you see is women still choosing caregiving types of professions more than men. And you see them choosing not to engage in kind of high demand full-time professions so that they can prioritize family. And, and so you'll see men choosing to work more with objects and things and women choosing to work more with people and children. And you'll kind of see that, that um, shaping, shaking out, even though there's a really strong egalitarian focus. So that's very important. Um, the other piece of that is tasks. So we just have really recent data looking at preferences around tasks at home and it's, sh- and it shows up the same way. You'll have very egalitarian couples saying, right, we, we share all the same things. We do all the same things, but when you ask them to rank how, what kind of tasks they prefer, you see women overwhelmingly choosing caregiving kinds of tasks, men choosing yard work, garage, and working with the things of the house. And yet they'll say, we, we are fully egalitarian, right? We do all the same kinds of things. And yet their preferences suggest a different orientation. And it's really, really remarkable how it overwhelmingly they they make those preferences we've definitely got to continue this conversation but in in wrapping up today and we'll get you back again uh to to talk more about this brain science and and the complementary roles of mums and dads i think it's fascinating and also how work interferes with that in some ways Uh, but but let's wrap this up with a quick question i know that as a researcher what you're mainly doing is looking what has happened and extrapolating from there and uh, considering the data i'm curious about a prediction that you might make as you look at the way people are responding to what COVID has done to the workplace, what COVID has done to the opportunities to work from home, these preferences that are coming out. What do you think, what do you foresee over the next couple of years in relation to work-life balance, in relation to working from home and kids and families? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, great question. I Just prior to COVID, it's fascinating. 2019 comes out this article about workism and the author in the Atlantic just said, we have this, we have this whole new religion around work where identity is bound up in work. And you see adults seeing this is my meaning, this is my purpose, and all of this workplace effort to create like a home away from home, right? Where everything's there at the workplace. And it's fascinating because in comes COVID interrupting that. And you see people all of a sudden they're valuing in a different way what they could do in the presence of their family members with, you know, when they're home with children. And, and so I think the pressures, Justin, are to, they are a workist pressure, right? To define ourselves by our work and, and to make policies that make the, make a, uh, a workplace focus as opposed to family friendly work policies, right? It's, it's making your family work friendly, instead of making the workplace family friendly. And so it, there, I, I think there's going to be strong pressure still to orient ourselves around work. 
but there's a taste for what really, really fills me up, you know, as a person. And that's having more time to connect. It's being able to be with them. It's not, it's not taking that caregiving and giving it to someone else. So you think you see things like having dinner consistently. It's fascinating, right? But if people can just have dinner consistently, even if they go back to work, it reduces the stress between work and family life. And it could be as brief as 20 minutes, but like just having that consistent time that is protected for families to have really is an important part of well-being. And we've got a taste of it. We have to remember the taste of it, right? Because the pressures are to go back to a, to a workist orientation. But, but I also think we're not going to go back. My husband works from home permanently now. And there's a lot of us who are saying that. And they do it because they want to do it. And it was made possible through COVID. And so we're going to see that continued shift from workplace to more being done at home in the presence of children and family. Yeah, I love that. I think that it's a, a fascinating prediction and also a really nice take-home message. Uh, when I look at what COVID has done, I used to catch like 120 flights a year. I was gone from home at least 100 plus nights per year. And during COVID, I haven't had to travel more than a couple of times a year. And it's been heaven. I don't want that to change. Uh, Associate Professor Janet Erickson, thanks for joining me on the podcast for this amazing conversation. Can't wait to have you back. Thanks, Justin. That is Associate Professor Janet Erickson from Brigham Young University, also a research fellow at the Institute for Family Studies, talking about how COVID has changed work-life balance, what parents really want when it comes to work and life, and a really nice take-home message about making sure that we have that dedicated family time, no matter how chaotic life gets. The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media with Craig Bruce, our executive producer. If you'd like more info about making your family happier, you can visit us on Facebook at Dr. Justin Coulson's Happy Families or happyfamilies.com. Thank you.